WWE podcast on this Friday, January 7th as the first WWE Rivalries podcast of 2022. And I've officially been here for, for three years, actually, no, I've, I've been recording this since August of 2020. So I've just been a part in three separate years, but I've only been doing this for about 16 months. And uh, actually coming up in April or May, one of those two, I believe more May, actually, it will be three years since I joined Matt here on the WWE podcast back when I was just a uh, uh, a guest host on the Sunday Week in the Review. And actually, funny enough, when, we, when I started off with Matt, SmackDown was still on Tuesdays. It was still SmackDown Live, so we used to record the WWE Week in Review on Wednesdays, and then that obviously moved to Sundays, and then I eventually got my own show here, and uh, just crazy how time flies, and you know, day one this past week, as and now I'm remembering, I haven't spoken to you guys uh, since before Christmas. I took two weeks off at Christmas. I hope you guys had a great holiday season. Happy New Year to all of you guys. And, uh, you know, day one, I won't touch too much on it, obviously. That's not why you're here. But I think that was one of the better B-level pay-per-views in quite some time. And by B-level, I mean all non-Survivor Series, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, and WrestleMania pay-per-views. It felt like a big-time main event type of pay-per-view, which is crazy given the fact that Roman Reigns wasn't even there. But I felt that the top two matches in the Raw Women's Championship match and the WWE Championship match really blew it out of the building. And specifically Brock winning it, having that splash I didn't expect him to walk away with the championship and then even more so um him setting up for the match at Bobby against Bobby Lashley at the Royal Rumble just really really good bookie on WWE's part I loved it and hopefully this continues and it certainly has me excited for WrestleMania season and eventually WrestleMania and speaking of WrestleMania we're gonna go back to 2003 for a rivalry that culminated at WrestleMania 19 at Safeco Safe Field in Seattle in Hulk Hogan versus Mr. McMahon. And not a lot of people talk about this rivalry, which is odd because in terms of the Mr. McMahon character, it is probably a top three rivalry of all time for him. Because number one, obviously, bar none, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Then number two, it's, I guess you would probably have to say Shawn Michaels because of the classic they had at WrestleMania 22 and then that kind of spun off into Degeneration X against the McMahons. And then number three, it's probably Hulk Hogan. And the build to this match was a very compelling one 
because it was billed as 20 years in the making and they played off of real life events, you know, Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon kind of building up the WWF together, who created WrestleMania, and then Vince McMahon spinning it into that he created Hulkamania, and at WrestleMania, he's going to kill it. And then they play off him defecting to WCW in the 90s, him testifying against Vince McMahon in trials in the 90s, and it really felt like a big fight feel and this wrestlemania in general i think is one of the most underrated manias of all time obviously when we talk about historic wrestlemanias we talk about wrestlemania 17 the best pay-per-view wwe has ever put on wrestlemania 3 when hogan body slammed andre the giant wrestlemania 30 when daniel bryan won the wwe world heavyweight championship wrestlemania 21 where john cena and batista won the WWE and World Heavyweight Championships respectively, kind of ushering in a new era. But WrestleMania 19 was kind of like a bridge between the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era. And it you really got the best of both worlds. Because in the main event, you had the Ruthless Aggression Era in a nutshell and Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle for the WWE Championship. And then for the World Heavyweight title, you kind of, you had Triple H versus Booker T. In an underwhelming match, an underwhelming program, I covered that on Rivalries already, but that also in a nutshell was kind of like ruthless aggression, right? Triple H walking out on top as the World Heavyweight Champion. It felt like he was World Heavyweight Champion for two years straight during the ruthless aggression era. And then you had The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin for the third time at WrestleMania. And, you know, the last match in Stone Cold Steve Austin's career, The Rock finally getting that monkey off of his back and walking out as the victor. But then you also get Hulk Hogan versus Mr. McMahon. And this was a match that it kind of transcended both the Ruthless Aggression and Attitude eras. It kind of went all the way back to the Golden Era, the late 1980s and the early 1990s. And you were playing off of real-life events. And at this point in WWE, you know, kayfabe was kind of still a thing. I think you only really started to see that get broken in the late 2000s. This was still the early 2000s. So it kind of made you believe or want to believe like, my God, is there a real life animosity between Vince and Hulk Hogan? And how this came about was the year prior at No Way Out 2002, you had Hulk Hogan return with the NWO when Vince McMahon said that he was going to inject some poison into the WWF back at that time. And Hogan comes back has a short month-long run as a heel, his classic NWO character that we became accustomed to in WCW. He goes on to have the program with The Rock and then eventually turns babyface following his defeat to The Rock at WrestleMania 18. And then we get the classic red and yellow Hulk Hogan. And Hogan went on to have a pretty good run Uh, Winning the WWE Undisputed Championship from Triple H at Backlash 2002, uh, shortly thereafter, drops it to The Undertaker, I believe, at Judgment Day. 
you know, puts over Brock Lesnar in the summer of 2002. And then I don't know if you guys remember this, but has a short comeback as Captain America. And that is kind of like how it ended. And then Stephanie McMahon in two, in January 2003 brings Hulk Hogan back. And during this, and when she brings him back to SmackDown, it was like this big, big signing for her as she had only been on the job as SmackDown general manager for about four or five months at this point. And when she does bring him back, while everyone, including herself, is ecstatic, it wasn't as warm of a welcome for Vince McMahon, who comes to the ring and says, what the hell is this, and is very upset as to Hulk Hogan being back in WWE. And they spar a bit with words, and Hulk Hogan eventually knocks Vince McMahon out with a punch. And then this ultimately leads to Vince booking The Rock versus Hogan number two at No Way Out in 2003. And this was the match where everything got kickstarted on the route to Hogan versus McMahon at WrestleMania. And you may say, well, how did Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan even cross paths in, you know, Montreal at No Way Out 2003 against The Rock? Well, Vince McMahon wasn't involved in the match until right near the end. So, and I'm sure, I think I've played you guys that clip before, um, as uh, I've covered The Rock versus Hogan, but it made sense for this rivalry as well, because this is what really fast-tracked the program between Rock and, uh, and Hogan and Vince McMahon, rather. And what ends up happening here is that you start building Hogan and Vince McMahon through kind of like the Montreal Screwjob 2.0 because, you know, it's in Montreal, you screw over Hogan, 
and you know Hogan arguably a bigger star in Montreal which is crazy than Bret Hart I've been in the building when Hogan's there they go crazy for him in Montreal and I just think Canada as a whole and this leads to them having the confrontation on Smackdown where Hulk Hogan challenges Vince McMahon to the match and this was a very telling moment for me because not only did Hogan I guess come off as to me in retrospect I'm not saying for everyone but to me come off as kind of unlikable it was arguably one of the best promos that Vince McMahon ever cut in my opinion that's saying something because of all the brilliant work that he did with Stone Cold Steve Austin in the late 1990s and obviously it's a work and it's all storytelling and they weren't actually going at each other but the way Vince McMahon was speaking to Hulk Hogan it was as if there was some deep down anger you know lying beneath the surface and let me tell you, by the time this promo was done, you were ready for their match at WrestleMania. Mr. McMahon did indeed throw Hulk Hogan a coward last week. Shut the damn music off. I got no problem settling an issue with you at any time and any place, Hogan. Just for the record, no problem at all. Oh, really? There's the right there in the ring. Right there, there's the. I got no problem settling an issue with you, Hogan, anytime, any place. I do have a problem, however, doing it as men because, quite frankly, you're not a man. Matter of fact, Hogan, you're not a man at all. You're just a mere shell of a man. And you know it when you look in the mirror. I can't believe that you would call me out here, Hogan. After all I've done for you. After all the... Why don't you shut your damn mouth? I'm tired of your crap, man. You know, week after week, you come out here, Vince, and you say how you hate Hulkamania. You come out here and say how you created Hulkamania. Blah, 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 blah. Well, you know something, McMahon? You're either delusional, you either got hit in the head with a damn hammer, or you're either a straight-out liar, McMahon, because you had nothing to do with creating Hulkamania. You had nothing to do with it at all. You did not create Hulkamania. I'm just going to stop it there because, you know, Hogan, he's, I don't know, man. Like, maybe it's just watching it in hindsight that he's just very not likable. Maybe it's because now we've been accustomed to Hogan coming back and coming back and coming back where it's just gotten saturated. But it's just such, like, a difference of caliber between him and Vince. And, you know, like... Vince is just so candid when he would do promos like this. It's like you couldn't see through Mr. McMahon and where Vince McMahon began. Like the lines were blurred between Vince and Mr. McMahon. And 
you know, it only gets better here as this promo, like, marches on. Go, and you put the rock in your place, brother. You say you're a man? Well, then I say prove it, Vince. Get in this ring with me right here tonight. You want to have a match with me tonight? Let me respond to that by saying there's no chance in hell. Let me say this. You claim that I hate Hulkamania. You're wrong. I don't hate Hulkamania. I don't even hate the Hulkamaniacs. No, I don't. But just for the record, Hogan, I hate you. And I'll tell you why I hate you, Hogan. I hate you because I created you and you turned your back on me. You walked out on me, Hogan. I hate you because you left me, you went down south and joined up with Ted Turner, and you competed against me. I hate you for that. I hate you because you tried to put me out of business, and you know damn well you did. And something else I hate you for, and this is more personal than anything, something else I hate you for, Hogan, is this. You testified against me for the federal government, in the trial of my life, and you know damn well you did. Hold on a second, McMahon. If it wasn't for my testimony, I saved your ass. You would have went to prison. And if it wasn't for me, your big ass would still be rotting in prison. And you talk about... Yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy that as soon as Hulk Hogan gets on the mic, my interest immediately just torpedoes down. But... It was, it felt so real. And because at the beginning, when they were going down this McMahon-Hogan route, I was just like, okay, you know, they did it with Austin. They kind of did it with Rock. Okay, just the next big star to go up against the creator, Vince McMahon. And he, and they found a way to make it arguably the most interesting program going into WrestleMania. Obviously, we knew that the match itself, and we'll get to the match in a bit, wasn't going to be a five-star classic, especially if you go back and watch it and judge it by today's standards. But the interest level was massive, especially given the fact of who it was going up against. Rock versus Austin, you know, Lesnar versus Angle for the championship. And I would say that going into this WrestleMania, it was second on the interest level for me personally, right under Rock and Austin just because of how personal it got leading up to the eventual match at WrestleMania 19. And I'm going to play a bit more of this clip here because when Vince McMahon finally goes off here, it's it's just something to behold. You son of a... My family gave you your first break. My family gave you your name, Hogan. I plucked you from obscurity from some little town in Minnesota. I made you a, a household name. I made you a part of the fabric of Americana. And this is the thanks I get. You think 
I owe you something. I don't owe you a damn thing, but pal, you owe me. I can tell you right now, you owe me and I'm gonna collect. You want a match with me? You're not gonna have a match, Hogan. But you know what you're gonna have, Hogan? You're gonna have a fight. And I dare say to you, it's the first real fight you've ever been in, Hogan. And I'll tell you where this fight is gonna take place, on the biggest stage our industry knows today. Yet another one of my creations, known as WrestleMania. That's where this fight is gonna take place. Oh, oh but wait, Hogan. There's one stipulation. And that stipulation goes like this. Not if, but when you lose your fight to me at WrestleMania, Hogan, and I want this in writing because your word's no good. I want it in the contract that you will never, ever again wrestle as long as you live. And, you know, in writing was a very, you know, crucial choice of words for Mr. McMahon. Because that led to the contract signing the following week on SmackDown. And... Up until the build of this, it was all talk. You hadn't really seen them, you know, clash physically. Okay, Hulk Hogan had knocked him out with one punch the first time that they met face-to-face. But aside from that, it was just words. Very intense words, but words nonetheless. And you had Mean Gene Okerlund come to mediate the contract signing. And Hogan comes to the ring first and signs the contract... But when if when it was Vince's time to come to the ring and sign his John Hancock, things took a very sharp left turn. Son, in your own blood. That's what you're gonna do. 
so Vince just absolutely annihilates Hulk Hogan with a steel chair. And then after he signs it himself, he stabs Hogan in the face with it and then makes Hogan sign it with his own blood. And it just really set the tone for this match. And it was maybe the most, I guess, aggressive and vicious they ever made Vince McMahon look. Because for him to do this against Hulk Hogan, arguably the biggest star in the company, and certainly probably regarded as such during that time, was just a massive statement, you know, not to use the WWE cliche, but a massive statement for Vince McMahon going into WrestleMania. And this was actually two weeks after their previous promo. So they really did this program well because they let it marinate like you would see them on tv against one another and then you they would take a week off and then they followed that trend for almost two weeks leading for two months rather leading into wrestlemania and wrestlemania rolls around and we get the match that i guess most of us were expecting i know i was even though i was young at the time but you were gonna get you know chain wrestling you weren't gonna get a five-star classic you weren't going to get, you know, a high-flying match. And, you know, Vince McMahon is certainly extremely limited in the ring. Um, you get just a brutal fight, which Vince McMahon alluded to in the promo before the contract signing. And you can make the case that this was probably Vince McMahon's most popular match, historic match, and obviously the bar is set incredibly low, but... You know, other WrestleMania matches that he had had to this point, you know, stopped at end against Shane McMahon at WrestleMania 17. And that certainly could be regarded as his best match of all time. Uh, you know, his match against HBK at WrestleMania 22, you know, that one as well, though it was kind of just a squash match in favor of HBK. And, you know, Shane got involved, the Spirit Squad got involved. This was the only Vince match at a WrestleMania that there was no outside interference, aside from Roddy Piper. <laughs> you know, you can't forget Roddy Piper showing up, but it was just like he showed up, cracked Hogan over the head with the lead pipe, and then went on his way. As opposed to the other matches where it was kind of like, you know, Mick Foley was the guest ref, and Trish Stratus ran to the ring, and Stephanie was involved, and Linda McMahon brought, got brought out in her wheelchair, and then against HBK, you had Shane also involved in the Spirit Squad, you know, Piper did make an appearance, but aside from the one shot with the lead pipe, it was strictly a one-on-one -on -one match. But lo and behold, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, well, not even Hollywood Hulk Hogan, regular Hulk Hogan eventually gets the win and defeats Mr. McMahon at WrestleMania. And another iconic moment from this match is when Vince McMahon, in a Satan-esque way, does the peeking over the ring apron when he pulls that lead pipe out from behind the ring. And also a leg drop from the ladder that hit Hogan through the announce table. There's also the spot where Hogan cracked, um, I believe his name was Hugo Savanovich, something like that. I don't think he's with the company anymore or has been in a while. Uh, with the steel chair, busted him open. It had a lot of cool spots. Like, it was a gimmick match, of course, not a five-star match by any stretch, but a very cool match and one that I think that drove the, the, the point home across. So the very next night on SmackDown, or not the next night, that week on SmackDown, you think that they're finally going to bury the hatchet on this. 
uh, program. And Vince has Hogan come to the ring, and they seem to finally bury the hatchet. Vince, you know, says that he was going to honor his word and this, that, and the other thing. But just when him and Hogan shake hands and Hogan says thank you, Vince has one more trick up his sleeve. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you and thank all these Hulkamaniacs for all the memories. That's cool, man. That's real cool. Because quite frankly, that's all you people have is memories. Because you're looking at that man in a wrestling ring for the very last time. What? What is he talking about? No idea. I mean, I told you at WrestleMania, what I say? I said, I was going to kill Hulkamania. Guess what? I have, and you don't even know it. Yeah, you beat me one, two, three. But Mr. McMahon never loses, pal. Oh, yeah. You're on the shelf, Hogan. And let me tell you how it's going to go down. You see, Vince McMahon is going to honor your contract. I'm going to pay you every dollar you've got in your contract. Yes, I am. I'm going to pay you, Hogan, to stay at home. That's right. I'm going to deny all these Hulkamaniacs the privilege of ever seeing you ever again. As a billionaire, give a damn what it cost me, Hogan, because you got to recognize one thing. With you sitting at home during the entire duration of your contract, Hogan, you're going to rot. Oh, yeah. Hulkamania is going to rot day by day by day. And your Hulkamaniacs are going to forget all about you because they're not going to see you, Hogan. And after it's all said and done, and your contract is finally up, you know what? Not only will Hulkamania be dead, Hulkamania would have died a slow, agonizing death of leprosy. And if you don't like what I've said, Hogan, I'm waiting in the parking lot for you. In the parking lot? No chance. Oh, my God. Vince McMahon is just... At this time, he was just absolutely A1 on the mic. And Hogan follows him to the parking lot. Vince has a bunch of security there. Hogan's daughter's in the limousine waiting. And Vince throws him out, just throws his bags in the trunk, saying, you know, get that bleep out of here. Just, yeah, well, th this kind of closed the book on this rendition of the program. And then Hogan would come back with the Captain America and they would do the lie detector test. But it got kind of hokey after that. So for all intents and purposes, this was kind of the, the end to the vince and hogan rivalry as we knew it leading into wrestlemania 19 
And, um, you know, the Captain America stuff, uh, I just found that kind of stupid, personally. If you liked it, great, but I just, not really my thing to cover it. But, uh, you know, it was um, a program that I felt showed a new side of Vince in a way, although we kind of saw it with Austin, but with Austin, it was kind of more, I guess, one-dimensional as opposed to with Hogan, it went on to a whole new personal scale and it kind of broke that, you know, that barrier into real life. And uh, I got to say that for as bad as Vince is now on television and as for as bad as he may be behind the scenes in terms of the current product and what seems to be just like routinely monthly releases at this point, uh, 20 years ago, he was awesome. Behind the scenes, the product was indicative of that. And he was a fantastic on-screen character. And it's uh, it's a shame that now we have to remember him as this like borderline senile old man who insists on putting himself on television when, you know, it would have been nice to remember him in his prime. In the early 2000s, the later years of Ruthless Aggression, uh, or the later years of Attitude Era, both those eras, I just think that Vince would do himself a world of favors if he just, you know, stayed home and, uh, you know, let us remember the good times. But that doesn't seem to be happening anytime soon, so to remember the good times of Vince, just come here for rivalries and... uh, Listen to this episode, listen to Shane versus Vince, listen to Austin versus Vince, because once upon a time, I swear, Vince McMahon was a fantastic on-screen character. Arguably the best heel of all time, Mr. McMahon. Honestly, you could make that case, that he is the best heel of all time. And uh, his rivalry with Hulk Hogan in 2003 was no different. But anyway, guys, uh, it was nice to be back with you guys this week, but that's all I got for you. Um, as always, you can catch me on Twitter at adamarco25. Uh, you can catch Matt on Twitter at wrestling underscore audio, or you can email him at podcast at gmail.com. Anyway, guys, take care, and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.